Welcome, welcome one and all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's me, your host, Brendan Venny. This is your weekly radio show and podcast. Thank you for listening in. On tonight's show, we'll catch up with Barry McGeehan on all the men's GA news of the week, including the playoffs from the weekend. We'll also hear from former county star Marion O'Donnell as she gives us her take on the ladies' championship. We're down to the last big two in the senior. Uh, coming on October 1st, it's Terman v. Glenn Finn again. Let's get ready to rumble. Joe, do you like that? Joe Dex is here. He's thumbs up. He's not too sure about this introduction, but uh, he's keeping me right tonight. Of course, I want to thank uh, Donald Kavna for the news uh, there, and of course, Ivan Borland for the Par R Plus. Uh, also on the show this evening, we have an interview with former county star, one of our heroes in 92, Tony Boyle. We'll be on. I got to catch up with him a couple of weeks ago down in Dunlow. Always great to catch up with a legend that is TB. That's all coming up. But first, to say we're going to turn our attention to the ladies' championships. They're all in in uh, coming to a conclusion. The senior, the intermediate, the junior A, and the junior B. And now I'm delighted to say we're joined by Er Mo Maureen O'Donnell. How are you this evening, Maureen? I'm very good, Brendan. How are you? How are you? I'm not too bad. Can I can I see you there? Can you're I can hear you, but uh, maybe I don't need you to see, see you. Me, huh? you want to see me? Oh, okay. I want to see that nice face. <laughs> Always Here smiling. I am. Oh, well, there you are. Well, good to see you. Well, what's happening? Uh, I'm Is all it? good. I can't complain. Back at school, so back at school and listen, educating the next generation. We're we're thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, and listen, what about what about the sport at the school? Are you involved in any way uh, on that side of things? You know, I had to go over the TY coordinator post there at the minute, so it's keeping me really busy. But ah, uh, yeah, dipping and out of the sport a wee bit. But sure, listen, we've our own county star there, Katie Hearn, over with us now. So yeah, Katie, she gives me stick because I call her Katie A Hearn. She reckons, but it's it's Katie Hearn, like so. Um, uh, a household name at this stage. She oh, she looks after all the girls, and should they love having her over there? You know yourself. And listen, coordinator, like, Mo, there's a job I'd never get. Nobody would ask me to coordinate anything. You see, you, I, I'm looking at a lot of you girls, not only as great footballers, but you are very on the in- intelligent side of things. You know, things have changed a lot. I'm thinking back to us, crowd of yahoos at the time. It was kind of football and, and mess, and that was kind of the culmination of it. You, you seem to have the head well screwed on. Listen, sure, we're always given the title as multitasking, aren't we? We can, we can do a lot at the one time, hey. Hey, I grew up in a house of girls. Hey, I'm all for the girl power, let me tell you. Sure, listen, Maria, Maria, Maria will always remind me she won the All-Ireland and that's uh, that's fair enough, Mo, and you can remind me of that as well anytime you like. Mo, tell me, um, I was just looking there, five years in a row now, it's the big two again, and uh, I was even looking, there was a break of two years and then it was the two years before it, so seven out of nine, Basically, we have your home girls and the Glen Finn uh, ladies locking horns again. Did you? Is is this ever going to change? Well, listen, you could have probably anticipated it again this year. And when you when you look across the teams that are in the senior championship, um, I guess those two teams over the last decade of football have been the strongest up there in the top. And I, I you know, I always say it to you, football is like swings and roundabout. It comes around in circles and. You could say St. Unions were the big, you know, your own club team was the big team for a huge amount of years there, dominated county and Ulster football with the ladies. And and then in the last 10 years, as you say, there's Terman and there's Glenfin. And I will change, Brendan, it will change because it always changed and nothing ever stays the same. And you, you look at Terman now, 
like the quality we're trying to suppose improve the quality of football especially senior football in Donegal at the minute and you have Glenties and St Nalls and Buncrana over the last number of years that have come into the mix and even Irua they're, they're last year now and it's great to see those teams coming up and competing you know you look at the semi-final stages yesterday where you know Termin up against St Nalls you would have expected St Eunice maybe to get as far and Moval probably the big shock not yeah. in a semi-final, uh, a senior semi-final for the first time in a while now. Uh, and I suppose that's because they suffered a heavy defeat to St. Eunan's, your own club, St. Eunan's there a number of weeks ago. And then they were beat down in the Bourne Road by Terman as well, which which knocked them into the Shield the shield semi-finals uh, yesterday as well, Brent. So there are changes, you know, and you got to look at maybe what the likes of the Australian football is is doing for Donegal for Donegal football and I suppose for football in general throughout Ireland and you know there's there's the money aspect of it and the professionalism and they're poaching players from us so Maville have lost Neve McLaughlin uh, Kira Hegarty has moved um, for the last number of years down to I think it's Kerry so you, you know you've lost Neve McLaughlin to it um, to the football, you've lost Yvonne McMoneagle from Glen Fun, and then of course Jeremy's out, out, out for Terman. Hasn't made it across to Australia yet, but don't think she's going to go there. But she's out, and when you look at those players, those key players missing for the, from those top three teams, you you, you have Glenties and St Unans and and St Osnos thinking that they're going to have a chance this year, Brendan, and and they're pushing hard to get up in there, and they've been up in senior championship now for a number of years, and they're doing very very well. You can see St Unans has, has done really really well this year, and it was great to see St Nalls in a, in a semi final. Yeah, and and I'm just thinking there. You mentioned those players, almost irreplaceable players. Um, Mo. What's when when you put it down to say the teams there, particularly Terman and Glen Fun, and the rise of Maville there as well. What what would you put that down to, Mo, in terms of the background of that? Is is it something that's happened around the philosophy at the club? Has it come a bit from underage, or even speaking from from Terman, for example, which you obviously would know inside out? What has kind of made them the force that they are outside of the teams that are around them? It's it's an interesting topic at the minute because you've got the whole transition that's going on even at county level with the with the senior girls at the minute and and we've seen that last year where we're just really holding on to the the last of the you'll call the old experienced heads there and it's really when you look around the county and, and at the club scene it's exactly the same and you know I can't but put it back to you know when we were playing county football uh, and when we were playing club football. We were playing grade A football at championship levels well, and the county set up. Now, you know, there's development squads and you're playing at grade B and you're playing at grade C and you're winning titles maybe at those. But, you know, it's it's just not going to make the cut when you go to senior football. And, you know, we don't seem to be competing even within the clubs at the highest level possible, like really pushing on. Uh, it's more about trying to get as many people encouraged to play the game which, which is a great thing, don't get me wrong, but there's that uh, there's that lack of raw talent, that real talented players, you know, that it's just natural ability. Uh, you're, you know, you're more coaching them into roles. You, we talk about this often, Brendan, the way the men's football have gone. The ladies maybe haven't been, you know, it took them a while to catch on to the men's football, but unfortunately, they're all now playing the men's game. Yeah. And tactically, you can put any player into any position. Yeah and tell them what to do. It's almost like they're a robot in that position. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 
perhaps that's maybe why it hasn't been why we're going to lose the big players now those big players like Yvonne Geraldine uh, Nicole Amers Katie's you know the, the big the Karen Guthrie's is probably coming close to an end like we're going to lose those players and, and what is it that's coming through that's what we need to look after now and trying to get them to play real high intensity football yeah. at the highest level and how much of this now is down because we so much talk about academies uh, uh, here in Donegal and how much of that is down to academy much is down to, to, to club but of course schools as well you know there has to be a, a broad uh, promotion of the game and coaching of the game and that infuses these girls they want to go on and represent Donegal Absolutely and you know like it's not a case of getting rid of these development squads or eliminating them like um, it's very important to to advertise the game and promote the game at school level you know at club level and you know push them on to try and get them into these development squads but I think when it comes to development squad there should be that squad of uh, 15 to 30 players that play in the A championships you know that are in there pushing you only get you only get to come up to the same level as the great A championships when you're playing in them like we've seen teams coming up to division 1 this year, uh, over the last number of 4 years like and they have developed and they've progressed because they're playing among the best yeah. Brenda you want to compete among the best and it's 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 the only way you improve your game at that level so it's not a case of eliminating those development squads. It's it's maybe finding a different way of the selection process, so that it doesn't you don't feel like every girl in the county or every fella in the county, uh, this county jersey is available to you. you. You know you must be of a higher caliber to get into the fifteen and thirty that makes the Grade A Championship uh, yeah. team. And, and look, just what I would see there, particularly you know we are bordering counties here, and you talk about development squads. It looks like the schools are better at producing players maybe rather than academies that would be my own thought you know when you look at some of the schools in the north the way they there's so many uh, clubs feeding in them you know Gary McDade often talks about this you know when he's at unions versus a, a, a team in the north there could be 10 maybe 6 7 times the amount of clubs pushing into that how is the uh, the, the secondary schools in terms of their promotion of, of the game listen there's a lot of football being played at second at, at secondary level but I really think when it goes to secondary level, you've got to look at the area too. Like the northern system is great, but then when you look at our girls, like our senior, our senior girls football championship, um, and secondary schools, we're mixed in with teams in the north. So a, you have to travel a lot, and b, you're playing in the top rankings in football. Like, and for us, like just taking an example of Dale College, like JAA football wouldn't be of the biggest in that area, you know. Um, we're convoy, uh, Lefford, that surrounding area. So you know, then then you look at the likes of the girls convent and and the secondary school in Letterkenny, and they've been dominating ladies football and Gaelic football in secondary schools over the last number of years. Uh, you know, and they're possibly too strong. That's why this they changed the structure within Donegal, within Donegal secondary schools, and they've put it more like into the north now for senior, which isn't really good for for the lower grade teams, if you get me, they're not getting any competition at all. They're just going out and they're, they're getting, you know, kicked off the field every day. Like, so I think maybe they need to, to, to go back to the drawing board and, and look at the structure, especially within Donegal. But yes, I, I can see why it would be the case for fellas. Like, you know, a lot, all but most boys are interested in football. There seems to be a, a lack of interest within within the circles now and, and ladies football at the minute. 
Brian, so there's, there's, there's probably a it. deeper social side that Mo, we could talk about that. We'll keep we'll keep we'll keep it on the side. We'll keep that for another one. Um, we could uh, talk for a long time about that. Mo, one. Mo, just with with Terman, you mentioned Geraldine away there. Obviously, uh, you know Jody uh, McFadden hadn't two one, but Kieran McGarvey on the freeze hadn't ten points as well. Is that you know in terms of? You know, every team has has injuries and setbacks. I don't know where where is Geraldine uh, at in terms of uh, recovery, but certainly, particularly with the two girls there, they they, they kind of made the lion's share of the scoring at the weekend and positive from a Terma perspective. Yeah, listen, probably Geraldine's probably gone now for the rest of the season, and right. something that you know they have to look at. But as you say, like hitting hitting freeze there. Kira McGarvey's well able to step on. She she's been able to she's been shown that she takes freeze even at county level. So it's great to have that backup. You know, I think sometimes that's what happened. That's what happens with teams. You rely too much on the one player, and you know everybody else needs to step up to the mark. Then when you don't have that one significant player on the field, see and and Glenn Funner experiencing the same thing, and 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 also Maval. But that's that's why you need talented. What we call fringe players, but you know they're only fringe players because the bigger players are maybe taking over for a lot of the game, and there's there's heavy reliance on these bigger players. But these players then that step in and step up to the mark, the likes of Jody McFadden for Terman and and Kieran McGarvey, who who can score the goals, because you'd you'd say to yourself, who have we got to score goals when we take Jardine out of the setup? But you easily see that Jody McFadden steps in there, or Rush McCaff playing in a full forward is also able, well able to do the job. Or Rush and the Yankee, so Rush and the Yankee frail. I always call it Rush and the Yankee. But uh, only Terman is uh, those type of nicknames. Well, so you're special <laughs> with that. No, yeah, I never know. I never know where you pull them out. Eh, in fairness, I'm not from Terman at all, or anything like that. I I, I wouldn't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll not but say no, I'm, I'm I've been in a few different uh, places and yeah. time <laughs> around yeah, yeah, the world. Yeah, so listen, sure. wherever wherever you land, that's it. Uh, Mo, Glenn Finn, you mentioned there obviously who's coming behind and, and the brilliance of Karen Goddard. I mean, St. Unans played really well in the first half. Brilliant second half display from you know a top team like Glenn Finn. You get the feeling that that Unans are coming, but you still don't have the experience that they are. I mean, you have a player like Karen Goddard, you know, hitting eight points, you know. Um, that is, you know, listen, the Glenfun team as a team, of course, and so did Terman play brilliant. And you have to pick out certain uh, players for talent and, and Karen was certainly player of the match in, in that game. You do. And listen, you said like everybody looks at the scoreline and, and thinks, oh my God, it's a tight game. And, and, and yes, it was a tight game and, and, and fair play to St. Unions. They did really well, you know, but they were going out to try and get into a final against a big team and they really took it to, to Glen Finn on the day. But, you know, you're mentioning like Karen Guthrie and you're mentioning Kitty Heron there and stuff like those players, there's huge experience within the Glen Finn side and, They've been that down. At, they were on three points down at half time, and they've been that and more down at half time against bigger teams. So, and the difference probably between St. Unions and Glen Finn is, is that the experience was able to carry Glen Finn through in those big games. And that is really the difference in those teams now at the minute that are in and senior championship football is the, the huge experience that, that comes behind players like. You know, the, like players like Neve Haggerty and Maval, um, you know, them Haggerty's and and, and Neve McLaughlin that they had and Katie Heron and all those county players. Years and years and years of experience behind them. And, you know, St. Unions probably just not there yet. And 
that's probably when you go on and down at half time, you've got those experienced leaders in the dressing room pushing you through and you've always got somebody, the rest of the team feel like they've always somebody to target or to take them over the line. And 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 unfortunately, maybe for St. Unions, they're just not at that stage yet, those those experienced players. But they will be and they will it will come back again and they will come around again. And and you know, look at the next ten years in football, Terman are progressively Glenfinn are progressively going down the hill, losing their big players, losing their experience, and you're going to very much rely on this new generation of footballers. So that's it will a, change, Brendan. It, it definitely will. It will indeed, Mo. That's the cycle of of football, but make the most of it. Why? It's it's this most still a, a, an absolutely fascinating final, and a bit like any of those other games that those teams play can end up lopsided, but you can be sure that this game's going to go down to the wire this final in the first of October. Uh, yeah, like when you you mentioned at the beginning, four consecutive finals, you know, for these two teams over the last uh, over the last couple number of four years, I suppose. But and the last two finals, it came down to the wire. Like both both the final the last two finals came down to extra time, and mm. th- that's what decided it in the end. So it was a point or two between the teams, and you'd expect nothing less because they're just both very evenly matched at the minute in terms of county players, in terms in terms of their experience, in terms of their quality throughout the field. So it's going to be a cracking match, Brendan, no matter what. And I know people say it, oh, it's the same thing again, here we go again. But no matter what, when you go along to watch the match, it's a really, really good match and there's quality football throughout, throughout the game. So, you know, unless it's... I don't know, unless it's a real hiccup, that I don't see any team running away with it, yeah. you know, handy. If you but if you take most counties, it's it's similar teams that let's be honest are in the final or won it. You know, right across the board, it's it's in most places. I mean, maybe throwing our neighbours there in terms of men's championship would be the exception. But really, if you look at a lot of other championships, it's the same teams that are that are dominating. As you said, it takes a long while for those cycles to be broken. It, the teams that are coming up, most are working on the, the intermediate finals to be played. Kelly Beggs, Nivora. Yeah, there's yeah the intermediate final. Um, well, Kelly Bakes um and uh, played Ardra in the semi final, um beat them by seven points. Um, Kidor and Edmore with the other final a lot tighter. There was only one point of difference between those, yeah. but you know two really good teams coming up and like whoever wins there, you know probably, I don't know. Neve Warris, an up and coming team, doing a lot of work down there with them. Um, you could see them maybe taking Kelly Beggs on the day and like whoever wins there will be up to senior championship as well. And listen, it's it's very hard for me to go beyond the I, I'm looking at the junior A finals there and, and Dunlower in the final. I have to credit has to go to Dunlow. When yeah. you every time you look on the in the Donegal LGFA web page all we see is is Dunlow winning at the minute. Um, I think and they big won the scores and they're, they're, yeah. they're really on the under, rise, aren't they? Under fourteen county championships, and I think they were runners up to St. Junas. Your own crowd there won uh, the under sixteens, but they were in that. Um, I think they're in the quarterfinals of the minor um championship, and like the ladies won the division two final now, so they'll be up the division one next year. So there's huge work going on, uh, and Dunlow, and it's really really good because. Dunno wouldn't have been a side that you would have talked about at all, even in my time in football over the last twenty years. You know, it wouldn't have been a, a ladies' football side. So it's really, really good to see new teams like that really getting involved and progressing. And you can tell that the work means has been done down there. The coaching has been done, the development has done been done and they're winning rings around them now at the minute, Brendan. So it'll be interesting to see them coming up. They'll be up into intermediate next year. Of course, if they beat Downings in the final, so it's Downings and, and Dunlower in the Junior A final. 
Yes, and the, Junior B, the semis are still to be played there, uh, Mo, as yeah. well. Yeah. So, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a wee bit behind that one. So. Right. But there's there's a McCool's Red Hughes I see in that the nice derby one that's what we always love the derbies yeah good rivalry between the teams you know yourself how that how that works out yeah, yeah. but it's good to see yeah oh they play just on you mentioned there um, Neve McLaughlin is there any any updates on how you do be in contact with her you know how she's getting on Neve's doing great out there I do see clips of her playing and I see the clipper of her playing at the weekend and her speed is just phenomenal like she's taken to the game uh, really, really well, and she she's doing class. So um, what a natural talent! Well, the the girls that have gone out there it seem to everybody seems to do well. You know, we've lads go out there, and it can be a mixed bag. It seems to take a long while from the fit in. They, they seem maybe physically they they're usually out of maybe a bit younger, and you don't hear about them. Then an odd one breaks through. Whereas our, our ladies that leave our championship seem to go out and fit straight in. They do, um, and I suppose that looking at the game that that the Australians play, it's very physical, you know, so I'd say they're doing a lot of gym work and a lot of physical work and, and perhaps lacking the speed. And a lot of our girls that went out there, have, they're, you know, the speed of the ladies Gaelic football here in Ireland, the speed has just come on. It's, you know, games are really, really fast. Like I would have watched the game 10 years ago and the speed was so slow, but that has improved tenfold. So they're doing a lot of work and like it's clear and it's evident to see when you're watching our girls out there playing is they're just natural ability in the ball. But the girls that are going out to play are natural footballers, you know what I mean? So they're just fitting right in there and they're loving, I suppose they're loving the experience, the yeah. weather. Uh, there's a lot of conditions. That the we weather? Can Why was wrong with the weather here? That's that's that's. Uh... Uh, I know we're not going to get a storm or anything like that. I mean, we're just like we make a butt by a snake. Oh, that's the only thing. Or one of creepy thing, spiders yeah. Black biting, widow, huh? biting the middle of the night and your legs will swell up. Listen, Mo, no, hundred percent. Listen, we're jealous of them. But had a wee trip to Australia oh. one time. What a, what a, what a life is just so uh, far away. But listen, great to see them doing well. What an experience for them, and it's great that. Our sport can set that up. It's just terrible. We have to lose them on county and from cl- particularly from club. The effect that's massive. But no, Mo, that's grand. You keep an eye on things there, Mo. I'll get a catch up as the championship going. I have to check. I have to text John the decent after the show. to ask him where is he from. Actually, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm confused about this one now. Hey. <laughs> I'm sure you'll figure it out. Huh? I gotta figure it out. I gotta figure it out. You. Listen, you'll you leave that with it. me, uh, Mo. Fair play to you. Thanks for rounding up, and I'll be catching up with you as this championship unfolds. All right. Right. Good stuff, Brandon Chatson. Thank you very much. That's Maureen O'Donnell there. Great to catch up, former county star forward, and even a wee spell in nets. Then towards the end of it, no border. Um, we are going to talk with Barry Meehan after this. He's going to round up the weekend's action across the senior uh, intermediate and junior scene in Donegal Yes, welcome back again. We continue the DL debate. I'm now joined by Barry Meehan. How are you, Barry? Meehan, Brenton, how are you? Barry, thanks so much for joining us, uh, lad. Listen, we, from the get-go, Barry, I have to ask you about fixtures here because I actually got a number of, of one of the fixture guys. Didn't get a chance to ring them because I was bemused by this, uh, uh, this supposed week off and uh, Killy Beggs and St. Noel's in. It was in the the master uh, plan of fixtures that there was to be a free week, which caused a bit of consternation in the your old club St. Noel's, of course, uh, and they ended up losing the match. Do you think they have, a, I suppose, a, a, a right to, to be aggrieved by, by this fixture happening last weekend? 
Uh, oh, certainly think so, Brendan. Um, I suppose if you look at it, like um, at senior championship level, those teams have been going now for four weeks on the bounce. You know, when you when you take into account, um, they're not easy games. Like none of them are easy games. Like it doesn't matter what level you're playing at. And I suppose for St. Niles, it placing units in the first day, followed by um, Gwenswilly and Kilcar. You know, so that's three tough games. Then they had a tough game against Kelly Beggs. Like, and you think, you know, the amount of hits that uh, players are taking during those games, and you know, you only get maybe six, seven days to recover. And this is going week on week for four weeks. And then you have that you have a week set out. You know that it's a free weekend. It gives post gives all, all teams an opportunity to recharge their batteries. Yeah. And suppose they can feel rightly aggrieved then that they're like that they're. And then I don't know what the reasons are behind it, you know. Um, but you know the, the fact that the game had to go ahead this or this weekend just passed when there's, you know, plenty of time. Time was on their side. Like it wasn't the case where, you know, where it had to be played for a final to be played this weekend. Coming the other semi final isn't on this weekend, so it kind of it kind of beggared belief why. You know, there was the big rush to get it played this weekend when, you know, the opportunity was there to give to give players a rest. Like, in suppose, from St. Noel's point of view, like, they had to go minus John Rose, Barry Griffin, Stuart Johnson, Oshin Mogan. But, like, you know, very few teams, it doesn't matter if you're a senior team, a junior team, can afford to be minus... Yes, you know, a third. lots of a third of their team. Like, it just it, it doesn't make sense. You know why it had to go ahead. But and well, maybe listen. Maybe there was maybe there was good reason. Maybe there was, you know, only only some people can answer that. Yeah, but the head baron has said he's going to answer to the next <clears> county <throat> board meeting. So it'll be interesting to see what that is. Certainly, the rumor mill was was flying out there about a few things. Uh, Barry, and certainly, you know, if you look at it as you said there, you know, St. Nauls. Probably most people would have thought with a full team would have been slight favourites going in a very slight now. So the fact that they lost the way they did, of course, they still have a chance now, but they're still waiting on it. I mean, that's a huge game now, uh, Barry. So they'll play whoever comes out the wrong side of Milford and, and St. Michael's. And listen, that is, that's going to be a real do-or-die game because we've we've certainly seen signs of St. Oz in the championship there probably where they were competing, you know. Um, they are well set up. Uh, well drilled, you know, and they looked like somebody who a side or a squad were going to, you know, certainly they were going in the right direction. So it'd be a massive blow to to end up being uh, sent back down the intermediate. Absolutely, like I suppose, like any team that comes up from intermediate, they want to be playing the best teams, like you know, and they want to be given I suppose a fair chance. Um, and I suppose and all they were playing the best teams, like you're playing St. Junius, you're playing Glasgow, you kill cars, you know, and Kelly Beggs are a decent team too. Um, Suppose their their grievance will be they didn't get a fair opportunity, you know. And suppose if they're like you're talking about the rumor mill, if the rumor mill's right as to why the game went ahead, like you know, there'd be serious there would need to be serious questions asked. Like it doesn't seem too fair. But listen, suppose from St. Noel's point of view, but they need to and from Stephen Griffin's point of view from here on in, they need to focus on getting every man right for a final. Because that's what they're in. They're in a final and they're in this situation last year and they came out on top. Um, you know, so they're, they're in a final now. They probably the one thing they have is if it goes ahead, they probably should have two weeks to prepare for it. You know, so it means whatever team you know gets beat this weekend between St Michael's and Milford, probably only have a week to prepare. You know, so depending on what injuries they have out of that game, 
it mightn't be too, it mightn't be great for them getting ready for the following week, you know. So, listen, maybe if Sinaz would take the positive out of it, you know, that, that that gives them two weeks now to prepare and maybe get all the bodies right and, you know, and give give this final, like even those relegation final, if they give this final the best crack of the book that they can. Yeah. See, Barry, that's why you're a good coach. You always look at the positive. You turn this round and listen, this is a, this is a good thing now. Back to the wall. They give us a bad fixture. <laughs> We're going to come out fighting. That'll be the rally cry, no doubt. But there's a couple of strange things happening in the weekend. Now, the Bert Nivora uh, intermediate uh, uh, playoff game. Um, yeah. How come that minutes, is that the one? That, that, that's the very one. Of course, we had yeah. we had some we had some magic uh, 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 in it, indeed, uh, in terms of uh, salvaging a, a last gasp uh, free. But, Barry, how come that didn't go the extra time? Would be my well, that, thing. Well, I suppose that's, that's the big question. Like, you know, where where does nine and a half minutes come from? Usually <laughs> it's a serious injury. You know, yeah. you, it's very rarely you'll see nine and a half minutes injury time in a game for an accum- accumulation of a few injuries and substitutes. That seems to have been the, the reports is that there was a lot of substitutes near the end and there was um, a few injuries. But like nine and a half minutes is a long, long time to add on the football match. You know, uh, why it didn't go to extra time then? Well, surely was there was there not an agreement beforehand that if the game ended in a in a draw it would go to extra time. If that was the agreement, well so be it. If not, you know, well, you know, we have to go again. But, you know, I'm not of, sure of what all the, games what the by, regulations like, are regarding it. Aye, but of all games by and I don't mean the you know, you're you're talking about playoffs like in that in that form to, to, to stay up in the intermediate championship. Surely both teams are mad keen to 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 copper fasten their their future in the championship, if you like. I mean, it's one thing like if you're heading towards a, a a county final, it's a semi. You know, it's a buzz. Maybe we're back in the semi, or we have a semi again, chance of a final. You're just trying to stay up. You want that finished on the day. I say it was uh, Owen Martin there that, that that held his nerves. You say after all that extra time to kick that equaliser. It sounds now that they deserved at least that out of it. Uh, Barry, they've were deserved that uh, chance again at least. Ah, yeah, and listen, any team that comes from four points down and injury time, I suppose, deserves another crack at the foot. Um, the thing about it, there's been very little between these two teams throughout the year. Like, I think in, in the league game earlier in the year, there was a draw or a 1.1. Like, there's, there's been a couple of draws and a 1.1 here and there. Like, so there's been very, very little. So I'm sure both teams will be happy enough with the fact that they get get another crack at it. Um, I suppose, like, when you talk about, you know, players wanting to get it over and done with. Absolutely. I'm sure every single one of them, you know, wanted it to be over with on at the weekend. You know, but suppose the one thing again is back to and I'm going to be devil's advocate here, it's back to probably rules and regulations. I think, isn't it something about it that a final doesn't go to extra time on the first day. It has to go to a replay. I know that might be a county final, but I wonder is the yeah. same does the same rules apply in a relegation playoff because it's a final. Maybe that's where it came from. I'm not hundred yeah. percent sure, but you probably need somebody from the CCC to kind of get clarification on that. We, one. we need, we need fact, yeah, we need like a red phone here. Remember, like Batman, there you can pick up straight on the Ed Byrne or straight on the CCC and say, "Here, what? Why is that? Let, let us know now." That's that's what we need. But <laughs> you know, and there is, listen, and there is like in fairness to the CCC, there is so many rules and regulations. They probably are tied by certain stipulations that. That are made within the, within the championship um, 
rules and regulations. So, you know, there's probably certain things that they, they can't just change on a one, like, you know, so maybe maybe that's what it was. Yes, indeed. Yeah, well, we'll wait to see how that plays out. That that sets up for, for I suppose, a very interesting tie again. Barry, I know, listen, it, it will be, I suppose, for supporters and the players. It's, a, it's again, it's a, it's a huge thing to be involved in. I just got the feeling if I was in that type of game myself, I'd want it read up either way. But, Listen, that's to be replayed uh, now, uh, Bert and Eve Wurra. Um, Junior A with another very strange situation there with a rearranged fixer after Oris failed to feel against Eve Connell. Of course, the, them and the Rasa, whoever tops the group goes automatically through, as as we know. Um, very, so they had to have, because Oris didn't play, you couldn't bring scoring into it. So we had this rearranged game. And, and again, it was a tight one that went right down to the wire. Uh, and I suppose in many ways, Neve Connell... I'll be wondering how they managed to lose the match. Yeah, and listen, suppose like the last time out, it was Narasa that were ahead and, and Neve Connell got back into it. Whereas this time around, it was Neve Connell were ahead and Narasa got back into it. And so I'd say Narasa will definitely be the happiest, you know, suppose. Listen, Aidan McHugh's putting up big, big scores for them in this championship and he's playing really, really well. Um, the one thing I would kind of look at there the weekend, you know, they were minus Adrian Hanlon and they were minus uh, Killian Boner as well, Narasa. And the, the Leaf Connell team that probably played the first time around, Mark McDevitt, played senior football. Um, he came on against the Union, so that's him gone from the from the junior championship. So, you know, Narasa seemed to be the stronger team at the moment. Um, they were able to bring Christian Boner and JP McCready and JP Breslin off the bench. I mean, so a bit of experience there as well. So I think the fact that Narasa got through there with with the fact they probably didn't want to be playing the playoff, that leaves them in a nice strong position now. And again, they had another good game. Like, and I suppose I'm a big believer in tight games really help you and really develop your championship pedigree. Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, Narasa in a semi final after. Couple of tight games in that group. I think Group A was definitely the tightest in that uh, junior championship. They'll be they'll be the happiest out of everyone, and I think they're they're well primed. You know. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, just on Aidan McHugh, how good is this lad? Uh, Barry, you know, I mean, a, a point down with the game almost over, he hits two in, in forty seconds, a, a free and a, a brilliant strike from play, uh, either foot. Uh, talented, talented lad. Is he? Is he someone that uh, uh, Jimmy McGuinness may be looking at? I would say why why not? Why not? You know, um, you know, if, if Jim takes him into the panel and he can prove himself within a county setup, you know, suppose that would be the next step. Um, you know, and no, no disrespect to the junior championship, it's probably at a, it's at a lower level. But any man that's kicking one four, one five, one six consistently week in, week out, you know, I would say Jim will be looking at him. Um then I suppose the next step he'd probably bring him in to the to the, to the training environment and see if he can handle that there and see if he can step up in that training environment, you know, and can he can he produce, you know, you're talking you're up against the likes of your Roshan Gallons and your Patrick Roberties who are hitting nine and ten points a game at senior level. Yes. You know, but then you know that's what that's probably the next level where Aidan McHugh needs to go to he needs to cut his teeth at that higher level. Yeah. A big one for St. Mary's convoy, Copperfast in their place in the in the semi final. Um they're they're moving well. There's there's obviously three teams, would you put it, Barry, that's that's pushed that bit ahead, do you think, in the race for this junior championship? I think so, yeah. I think so, definitely. And I suppose Convoy are definitely one of those. And I suppose they're putting up big scores. And I suppose one thing that kind of stands out, I remember seeing Convoy a number of years back um, when they won the junior championship. And Joe McGill was a huge player for them that year. I remember over in uh, that final against Downings, like he had a big game that night. 
um, and one well, that was kind of COVID year. Um, and he seems to be over and back from London at the moment and playing really, really well for them. And then you've got Paddy Dolan as well. So like you have two, you have two really, really good forwards. And suppose at that level, that there's that's a that's a big help. And the fact that they're putting up strong scores, you know, it's it's really standing. And however, I would just you know take it with a pinch of salt at the moment because I think that Group B wasn't as strong as Group B. And again, that's no disrespect to the teams in it. I just think I think Group B was far more competitive. Which I think might help the likes of Narasa and Neve Connell. Um, and suppose the way now the, the draw unfolds. Um, Neve Connell, I think, play Moville and Neve Alton play Neve Padrick. So they'll be they'll be interested in quarterfinals to see come up against Narasa and Convoy in semi final. Yeah, and do you think good lad by obviously you're you're saying Neve Connell, uh, St. Mary's Convoy and, and Narasa. obviously Neve Alton took a heavy beating from St. Mary's Convoy. What about Moville and Neve Padrick Muff? Jake, there's a there's an opportunity to take a scalp in there. Oh, I think there is. I think, like, uh, I would say there's going to be very, very little between these teams. You know, the thing about Neve Connell in this, um, in this championship, they haven't put up big, massive scores, but they're they're good at grinding out, grinding out ones. You know, Moville, similar team. Like, you know, suppose the fact that they're minus Tony McClanahan is a big thing. You know, he's a big, big player for them. Like, but Kieran Duffer's going well and, and a good player for them. You know, and you know they're ex-county men as well, or Kieran Duffer's an ex-county man. And if maybe if they had Tony, McClanahan, I don't know what the situation is with them. Is he out long term, or is there a possibility he might be back for the championship? But if you had had Tony McClanahan into that their mobile team, they could definitely give Neil Connell a run. Um, looking at Neil Patrick again, they're minus Keelan Coggan. You know, and I suppose. He was playing county this year. If we could get him back, you know, I think that there would really add to add to their panel going into the quarter final. But uh listen, they've opened they've a good team too. They're a young team up and coming. Mickey Hegarty's working with them. And like again, you've Keen Kennedy, who's hitting, you know, five, six points a game regularly there. So, you know, that there that'll stand well to them. But I think there's not going to be much between these these two or these four teams in the quarter final. Yes, yes, interesting stuff uh, by a great round up there. Just in the minors there, Clonely are going to play any Patrick Muffin, Division 2 minors. And in the A grade, four masters at a big one over Gidor, Bunkrana beating St. Unans by a point. So we're under crunch time in the minors as well. Uh, Barry, good to see those competitions moving on. And again, four masters, you know, really building up a, a Harris team underage. They seem to be involved in everything uh, underage coming through their massive work and coaching going on. Just shows you very, with a big focus, what can happen. And I know we talk about how players come through in that, but listen, you can't beat that type of grounding coming through in terms of the lads' focus into the future of the club. Definitely not. Like they were very, very impressive against Keith Oren on Saturday night over McCoy Park. And I suppose that's something the county board have to get credit for. Like there was like two two semi finals, double header in McCoy Park on Saturday night, St. Junes against Bunkrana and um Door against um four masters, like in two two good games of football, you know. Bunkrana just just nipping St. Junin's last kick of the game, fine forty five to 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 won the game. You know, they were like Bunkrana were Five up at half time. Unions came back, went three up in the second half. Bunkrana came back, went one up. Unions equalised right down to the last kick of the game, won it. Second game was very different. You know, very fancy. Kidor team against Four Masters. Four Masters blew them away in the first 10, 15 minutes. Absolutely blew them away. Very, very impressive. And we saw this Four Masters team earlier in the year two out in the Ronald Park. And they're very impressive. Now, they play a lovely, lovely brand of football. 
very, very accurate, yes. very clinical in front of the front of the posts, and I think they'll they'll be hard to beat. Not well, Barry, in your final. Barry, you had me on very, on lovely brand of football. I love to hear that. And if you want playing lovely brand of football, then you've got my vote. Fair play, for massive Barry me, and thanks so much for rounding that up this evening. I'll speak to you as the weeks goes on. Thanks, Brendan. Maybe See you later. Mighty stuff there, Barry Meehan. Great roundup there of the weekend's action. I'll be back with an interview with... Yes, welcome back. And I said at the top of the show, I caught up with Tony Boyle after the Dunlow-Gidor match recently for a chat. Here's what he had to say. I'm here with Tony Boyle, one of our heroes of 92. Tony, how are you this evening? Very good, Brendan. Very good. Tony, as as a young lad, I was on the stands, 1992. Little did I know, five years later, I'd end up playing with yourself. It was quite a trip for me. Uh, listen, it's been quite a career for you. Ah, yeah, Bryn. Hey, listen, uh, 92 was obviously very, very, very enjoyable for, for myself because there was only young coming into the team and hey, little did I know that I would get to play with the legend DV uh, five <laughs> or six years later. But uh, listen, hey, I, I always remember that first team meeting that we had and, and uh, after that county final that you played in 87, you waltzed in, in through us and uh, listen, like a, like a just a whirl, a whirl one and it was an absolute joy to play, to play inside with you in them couple of years. Do you know what, Tony? Just thinking about coaching, there's been a lot of talk about coaching in Donegal the last few years, and because of my own experience, I always say to myself, well, listen, how much does it matter? Because I never played underage, really, for Donegal, and I went straight inside, and you talk about pinch yourself moments, I end up playing me, one of my heroes, go straight into the Donegal team. So there's that thing, I suppose, Tony, of the difference between coaching and, and talent and that. Where do you lie, I suppose, on that spectrum? Ah, Brendan, I'm, I'm a wee bit like yourself. Like I, I think it comes down to a lot of it comes down to natural talent. You know, I like footballers to go out and play and express themselves. Listen, the game has changed. The game has changed uh, so much since since myself and you were playing inside. You know, I'm, but I'm I'm still old school. I like two players inside. You know, even even with the the girls teams that I manage, I like to play two players inside. Let let someone drift out the the, the field. Leave two score scores inside. Get the ball in early and and, and try and cause damage. Hey. A bit similar than when my seven year self teamed up back in '98. Yeah, and sure. And listen, the player that used to drop out at that time was, of course, Jimmy McGuinness. Was often the, the 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 was the two inside. That was about as much tactics as we ever had at that time. Well, Jimmy's back. It's going to be exciting days for Tony Gollan. People say about about coming back, but his influence, I suppose, Tony coming back. It's a massive lift to Tony Gollan in terms of say organisation, fitness, tactics. We can only see a, a, a lift in Tony football. Yeah, absolutely, Bryn. Listen, the, the buzz that since it's been announced has been absolutely massive. Like I'm, I'm out in the road, and even I, I, I work through Ulster, and even other county, county people or other or counties in Ulster are talking about it. You know, so it's, listen, it's great to see Jim back. It's great that he's committed. I think the big thing he's committed for three years with an option of four, which means that he's looking to develop this team over the next next number of years. Uh, listen, everyone talks about Jim in his, in his first term and and how they played in 2000, 2011 but then went on to win the line and the game was a wee bit more expanded um, everyone's, everyone's really really sort of sitting back and waiting to see what Jim's going to bring to the, the party but it's not only people in Donegal I think people in, in, throughout the country are looking to see what Jim's going to bring so it's, it's exciting times ahead and Tony on a club level of course uh, Gidor and Dunlow are going to renew rivalries an age old rivalry you played many yourself now you're going into this pre-quarter final what have you made of uh, Dunlow this season? And listen, we were, we'd be disappointed um, as a supporter. Uh, disappointed this evening, you know. I think we left it behind us. We should have probably got, we should have probably got a result. Uh, but listen, 
we're probably I'm sure the boys are happy I'm sure Daisy's happy we wanted to avoid that bottom four which we did and, and to get another crack at Kidor after playing this evening getting good luck at them so in two weeks time I, we'll be looking forward to it. as, as the low people the low supporters we'll be looking forward to that in two weeks time Yeah, and Tony you're always involved, involved in the background of Dunlow how is the club in general in terms of progression finance coaching you know the setup of the ground how is things going in the club generally listen to be fair the club was probably in a really really strong position Brendan over this last number of years um Obviously, we won the we won the intermediate championship. We had a couple of years where we we dropped back out out of senior, and we won the intermediate championship. We've got a great group of senior players. You know, you know, probably an average age of 24, 25. They're really driving, hey, driving the club on both on the field and off the field because them boys are very, very heavily involved in what's happening off the field. Obviously, we've our development that we've been raising money over this last number of years for a second pitch. We need that second pitch, and obviously, I, I I've been involved with the ladies side over this last four or five years, and and hey, that's booming in the minute so it's, it's really good times for Dunlow at the minute Yeah and obviously you, you, you remain optimistic you're an Arsenal fan so you have to be optimistic Tony but where can Dunlow go can they beat Kidor can they push on as a senior team now well, listen, I think I think they, they, they can. You know, I think I'm sure Daisy and the boys when they when they set out they were probably looking. They probably wanted maybe to to, to target. Um, Target promotion out of division, out of division uh, two. That didn't happen, but obviously, I, I, I think their their aim would have been at least a quarter final. They're still in there with a chance. They've got another crack at get over. And listen, I think they'll be looking forward to that. And, and you know, the minimum aim for that that group of senior men is to get, is to get it to a quarter final. Yeah. Antonio, you mentioned the ladies' uh, football there and the coaching you're involved in. Obviously, involved, involved with Donegal. Your daughter's involved. It's been a, a busy season for you and a very successful one. Yeah, absolutely, Benny. Uh, listen, I, I've obviously done done two, three years stunts with the men, and I used to get it back when I come home from the garage from my own daughters that I never, do, you know, coached them or done anything with them. So I got involved about five years ago, and listen, we're, we're probably fortunate in the club that we have ex players like like Raymond Sweeney, Sean Sharkey, Joe Boyle, Jamie Sweeney. You know, boys that that have have daughters, and and they, they we got involved in the coaching over this last number of years, and it's and it's really good. And listen, we've we've a couple of good group of players coming through, um, I, and and we've we've a good representation at underage. My own daughter Saskia, who played with the seniors this year, and she's driving standards both on and off the field for a senior girls. So, listen, it's it's good. We've we we won every underage championship last year with the with the with the underage group, and we've already retained under fourteen, under sixteen championship. We're still in under eighteen championship, and we have a senior. Junior, junior, senior, or junior uh, semi-final coming up in a couple of weeks. So, hey, listen, the the, the ladies have, have brought a, 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 an absolute, uh, a, a new sort of uh, uh, angle to the to the and to the club and brought new people in. And listen, it's, it's really, really good and going from cent to cent. Yeah, it sounds like Manhattan here in the background. Somebody must have won something there here, Tony. There's a bit of celebrations going on around the main street and Dunlow. Dunlow. Uh, uh, Tony, just talking about the, the senior football, we've had a bit of discussion with a few of your uh, Dunlow lads earlier about generally Donegal club football and particularly how that second half went for your club. Where, where do you lie on the tactics side of things? Is it something you'd like to get back involved in in terms of maybe front foot football? Because we're seeing a lot of um, 
I suppose, blanket defence type football. And certainly my feeling today, and I know I talked to Desi Geller after the game, and he said that they didn't intentionally go out and play full blanket. But that's certainly how it looked against Goodor's second half. And although it was only a one-point defeat, it didn't look like at any stage, really, that Dunlow could win the match. And you often think, where, you know, does fortune favour the brave? What would be your idea in terms of club football now? I'll just let you know, Brendan, that's actually an underage Cajun Rovers team that uh, won, a, won a couple of stages. So, so just let you know, uh, as a good Kildrum man, uh, that a young daughter playing in that team that won Valley Ireland last night. But hey, as, as regards coaching in senior football, it's, listen, you know, we know, we know in senior football you have the big two at the minute. You have St. Unions and you have, and you have Clenties, you know, and, and everyone else is sort of trying to close the gap to them. Some teams think that the best way to close the gap is to not to try and do everything they can not to be beat and a lot of the time that's getting 14, 15 men behind the ball it's not something that I would be a great fan of but sometimes you have to do that against the, the stronger teams uh, listen I don't know I don't know what Desi was saying whether whether it's a default setting that we at half time we, I thought we had played really well in the first 15, 18 minutes we were 6-3 up and then we sort of sat back similar to maybe the week before against Glen Swally and then we invited tonight we invited Kidor on for the first 10-15 minutes now they didn't score a lot they only scored two points but then we had to chase the game and, and Kidor got 15 behind the ball listen it's it's it all depends on sort of the probably the type of players that you have you know I'm a believer I'm, I'm very old school and people are, are wondering what we're doing what uh, what the underage girls and that listen we've a very talented we've a couple of very talented groups but we let them go out and play we let them go out and express themselves obviously when you come to senior senior men's football that's it's not as easy as that because of the setup the setup and the tactics and that but listen from the, from from the low senior men's point of view, it's disappointing that we lost our neighbours the night, but it's 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 absolutely brilliant to look forward to get another crack in two weeks' time. Yeah, certainly all to play for Tony. Great to chat as ever. Thanks for joining us in the debate. No bother, Benny. Thank you. Yes, that was the great Tony Boyle there. Great always to catch up with our Tony and hear his views on where the sport is at at the minute. I want to thank, of course, my guests this evening, Maureen O'Donnell. Barry Meehan, Antonio, who you heard there, Joe Dex for producing, Head of Sport, Oshin Kelly. Uh, stay tuned for the excellent Monday night sessions with Jimmy and Paul. Two lovely gentlemen. They're just outside the window, hands in the air. They have a huge following. I'm not sure, is it the personalities or is, is it the looks? Uh, I'll let you decide that. I'll be back next week uh, for more DL Debate. Please tune in and we will chat to you then.